Welcome to the Arthroscopy Association's Arthroscopy Journal podcast. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily represent the views of the Arthroscopy Association or the Arthroscopy Journal. Welcome, everyone. I'm Dr. Clay Nelly from the San Antonio Orthopedic Group. Today, I have the privilege of speaking with the great mentor of mine, the Director of Sports Medicine at the University of Missouri, Dr. Pat Smith. Dr. Smith was the author on a paper titled Independent Suture Tape Reinforcement of Small and Standard Diameter Graphs for Anterior Cruciate Ligament Reconstruction, a Biomechanical Full Construct Model. This paper was published in October 2017 in the Arthroscopy Journal. His co-authors include Samuel Bachmeyer, Jordan Bly, Cohen Wittigs. Dr. Smith, thank you for joining me. Thank you, Clay. So, Dr. Smith, let's jump right in. Can you give the, the readers or the listeners just kind of the main takeaway that you think they should come away with from this study? Well, I think, Clay, the, the big thing was is uh, looking at the use of uh, suture tape as an internal brace. And what we wanted to, to ascertain was whether or not biomechanically we could potentially improve constructs of weaker grafts. That being said, a lot of concern, especially with hamstring grafts of smaller diameter being more prone to failure and also allografts. And so the idea was if we could show in a biomechanical way that adding uh, suture tape could improve the uh, the biomechanics of such smaller grafts or weaker grafts, if you will, to prevent de dynamic elongation and, uh, and potentially make them better uh, for clinical use. Did the results uh, of the study surprise you in any way or was it pretty much kind of what you expected? No, I think it, there was some surprise. We, we put, it, put it through a very vigorous uh, biomechanical model where we cycled um, for 3,000 cycles, which is more than most biomechanical studies looking at uh, soft tissue grafts. And uh, we added a 250, which is a kind of a standard low level, up, and also a 400 Newton loader uh, low level, which would be a higher rehabilitation load just to look at these graphs. And so we did the, uh, the what we call three-stranded weak graft versus a four-stranded standard graft eight versus nine millimeters, and then we added the uh, internal brace. And what was interesting is that uh, when we, we looked at the internal brace alone, and we correlated our findings based on a normal hysteresis curve of uh, ACL function based on the literature. And so then we compared how the graphs tested with and without the internal brace, as well as the internal brace alone to that normal hysteresis curve. When you look at it, the internal brace alone uh, did not function very well. There was uh, laxity or displacement present when we went through the 250-400 load cycling. And likewise, when we did the graphs, there was increased laxity alone. But we added the internal brace, you had a synergistic effect where we then brought the weaker graphs into this normal hysteresis zone for the normal ACL. And also the four strand graphs were in that zone as well. So we did not over constrain by adding the uh, uh, suture tape as an internal brace, which was a good thing. But really, it just looked like it was truly synergistic and there was no stress yielding because one of the concerns is putting uh, such a suture tape within an ACL construct, people might think, well, you know, the, the tape's going to see the load, but we, we did not see that. What really we showed in this biomechanical study was that the graphs see load at low levels and at higher levels of displacement, then the tape uh, kicks in. So we really kind of felt what we were seeing was the function of the internal brace suture tape as a dynamic safety belt, uh, which would be protective then potentially for the graphs uh, based on uh, the biomechanics we saw. Absolutely. That was yeah. The, the finding of the the suture tape independently and then the graft independently 
not doing as well was definitely one of the more interesting uh, findings of the study. And as you mentioned, the kind of synergistic effect of the two of them uh, together was certainly interesting, especially because there's been you know some other studies where people look at augmentation with an allograph to small graphs, and some of those studies didn't seem to show you know that it did quite as well. And so that was definitely a really interesting finding to see that synergistic effect uh, with the suture tape and, and the, the internal brace in this particular study. Um, so you've had a lot of uh, experience with this clinically since this study has been done even and, and throughout this process. Can you kind of give us an update on how, you know, this has transitioned into your clinical practice and how you've applied this biomechanical data into your clinical practice and your clinical research? Yes, and for, for me now, based on this study, and I've done a couple animal studies looking at the use of this same suture tape and have shown in canine studies that it was safe for the joint, I, I felt it was safe to use in my in my patients. So I've now gone to the point where I utilize the suture tape as an internal brace in every soft tissue ACL reconstruction I do. I do a fair amount of uh, hamstring grafts, uh, quadrupled semitenosis. I had a tape to all those and quad tendon grafts. Even more recently, I've been adding a tape to my BTB patellar tendon grafts as well. Um, I think the key thing, Clay, is, is that the, the, the construct has to be independent. And I really make this point so that the suture tape is passed through my suspensory button used for my femoral fixation. And I always fix the suture tape first, and this is done with the knee fully extended or even hyperextended, and then I fix the, the graft second. So the last thing that sees load in my construct is the graft. And you can demonstrate that arthroscopically as when I flex the knee to 90 degrees and look at my suture tape, it's always a bit lax in flexion. And that's the normal behavior of the native ACL. There's laxity from zero to three millimeters laxity up to 90 degrees of flexion from full extension to 90 degrees. And so you actually see the actual biomechanics in action clinically when you do this. If you fix that suture tape independently, again, with the knee fully extended or hyperextended and flex the knee, you'll see laxity in the tape. And that's what I want. I want the tape only to be there at the higher loads. And so at this point right now, I'm actually doing every soft tissue graft. Uh, I've been adding uh, the fiber tape internal brace uh, construct. And um, what kind of uh, results have you seen so far with that? I mean, have you been pretty happy with that? Any any issues at all or concerns, you know, with certain things? Some, some, sometimes people will say, well, if you add an extra graft or augmentation or, or something else in the, in the knee, the, you know, historically people talked about worrying about like forming a cyclops lesion or graft impingement or augmentation impingement. Kind of, Can you talk us through your technique and how you avoid those type of pitfalls? Sure. Uh, a couple of things are important. First of all, the suture tape we use, the fiber tape is two millimeters, so it's very small. And so I think that's very helpful. And really, I, I, I call this concept more reinforcement than augmentation, again, because I want the graph to see load here. I've had some second looks, and uh, I've seen where the uh, suture tape actually becomes incorporated almost within the graph where you can't really see it. I've had a couple of cases where I've gone back for a subsequent meniscus problem, or I've had a couple of people that have a, a scar tissue. But it hasn't really been a true psychops type lesion. I think I've just more seen uh, a couple of patients that have had some fat pad fibrosis, but not really reaction around the graft per se from the tape, because most of the time the tape is, is incorporated posterior to the graft. It's not anterior, so you don't really hardly see it. Or when I've gone back in a second look, it's actually been incorporated with uh, with the tissue of the graft itself. So I think the smallness uh, of the uh, internal brace concept here is, is very important. Um, and I don't think that I would say that I've seen it necessarily any type of uh, uh, scar tissue problems or joint problems. More recently, uh, I have some two-year follow-up now uh, on doing this technique with the independent internal brace. And so I brought back 20 people now, uh, two-year follow-up, and we're doing a retrospective, retrospective review. 
checking them clinically and also doing MRIs at two years. And uh, we have not seen any problems in terms of uh, the patient outcomes and the MRIs look good in terms of uh, how the graphs appear. So just really haven't seen any clinical problems now up to two years. Again, that's a, a level five retrospective study that I've got going on now, but I uh, we'll hope to report on that when I get a few more patients back. Yeah, that's terrific. Is this something that you think, uh, I mean, this has obviously changed er, your practice. Do you think this is something that's going to be a really big thing going forward? How do you think uh, some of this research that you're doing and some of this data that you're uh, putting out there now, how do you think it's going to guide your future research and future research just in general with ACL reinforcement and ACL reconstruction? Well, I think, Clay, an important point is, you know, here we're almost to, you know, 2019, and I, and I don't think we have... Uh, the ACL necessarily solved, and particularly uh, my practice, as you know, I take care of a lot of young athletes. Uh, graph retears are still an issue, despite uh, better placement of our graphs across the joint. Um, you know, to me, it's devastating to have a graph retear. Uh, you know, somebody has a revision, you know, they're never going to have a normal knee after a revision ACL. So I think one of my uh, goals here with the investigations that I've done with the internal brace technique is if we can uh, eliminate uh, graph retears. I think that's a huge thing in our young population. So. Uh, so far, I've been very pleased with uh, how things have gone in that regard. Uh, and plus, you know, if you like hamstrings, for instance, sometimes uh, shorter patients especially will have that hamstring uh, that will be uh, maybe a 7, 7.5 millimeter diameter. So I think this is a very easy way to feel more confident with a smaller diameter hamstring construct by adding the internal brace. Uh, quad tendon is becoming more popular, but quad tendon has uh, some inherent elasticity to it, and I think adding the internal brace really helps protect that particular graft uh, as well. So I just think that it's, it's a way that we might make our ACL surgery better in the long run, um, hopefully, again, uh, by uh, minimizing risk of graft retears. And as I've done so far with looking closely at these patients that I've been doing this on over the past few years, I really haven't seen any potential complications from use of the material in the knee joint. So it's different. I, I don't look at this as not a synthetic ligament um, at all. This is just a reinforcement. Um, and, you know, I, I've been doing this a long time, unfortunately. You know, I've had uh, different things I've done over the years. I was part of Gore-Tex many years ago and saw the problems with that. And so I, I, I know the, the concerns out there, but really this, this seems different. You know, this particular material has been used in shoulder surgery for many years uh, for rotator cuff repair uh, with no issues. And uh, I think putting it into the knee joint, uh, I've tried to investigate it scientifically, doing my canine studies, and then we did the biomechanical studies we're talking about here, and now I'm doing clinically. So I, I feel pretty confident that it is a safe material to use that potentially has some real advantages for us uh, going forward. That's terrific. I agree. I appreciate you sharing your experience and thoughts uh, about it today, Dr. Smith. Dr. Smith's article entitled The Independent Suture Tape Reinforcement of Small and Standard Diameter Graphs for Anterior Cruciate Ligament Reconstruction, a Biomechanical Full Construct Model, can be found in the October 2017 issue of the Arthroscopy Journal or online at www.arthroscopyjournal.org. Dr. Smith, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you very much, Clay. Enjoyed it. This concludes this edition of the Arthroscopy Journal podcast. Please join us next time. Thank you.